The intermediate line-off is a language and concept warning for the entire show. The opinions of the guests may not be shared by the opinions of the Intermediate Line podcast. The Intermediate Line is brought to you by NervousWater.com.au. Thomas & Thomas Fly Rods, Shilton Fly Reels and Call & Fly Line. Powerpole, total boat control. Ketterfly Apparel, from time on the water to you. Beast Brushes, we stay in our lane of experience to improve your experience. Welcome back to another show, folks, and right off the bat, welcome to my co-host. G'day, Chris. How are you? <laughs> you really went on the hard S there, mate, and I'm really good. Thanks <laughs> for asking. Um, Apologise, folks, for not having a show last week. We just couldn't be fucked. This is correct. Couldn't. Yep. We just decided that uh, three weeks look better than two weeks this time for a break, and we roll with it. And I feel better for it. You feel refreshed, Vols? Actually, you know, I don't. I don't feel like that explanation accurately reflects uh, the actual busyness in our professional lives. Yeah, I'm really um, playing it down, mate. I didn't want to bring it, you know, like uh, make it super heavy. But feel free to expand. Hey, it's just a busy time of year. There's a lot going on, work-wise. It's crazy, you know. I have been, um, and uh, you know, I know you have been too, mate. So. I really have yeah. been. It's been crazy. This has been the worst year for me for fishing since I got my first girlfriend. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Look, yeah. Um, do you want to? Do you want to segue into telling us about your first girlfriend? What happened? Oh no, that's. I'll do that on the other podcast. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, actually, my wife just walked past. She wants to hear about your first girlfriend. Yeah, yeah cool. I tell her I got no pictures. <laughs> Sound like some fly fisherman or no? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you reckon I might be a bit of a tofu butcher about having a girlfriend, eh? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yeah>. hilarious. <laughs> yes. Hey, um... <laughs> What a serious note! I noticed there's a uh, there's a new statement in the uh, in the intro. Yes, um, there is. Please explain. Yeah, well, we just wanted to point out to our listeners that you know our guests, they're our guests. They say what they want. You know, we may or may not examine their statements uh, critically, but you know what? We're out of courtesy. We're letting them talk, yeah. and you should listen. You know, but if if there's an issue with it, contact them. You know? Yeah, they're all yeah. contactable. Their information's in all the um, all the social media blurbs we do, and also the post. But essentially, what what my co-host is saying here is that we don't own a polygraph. Yeah, yeah, we don't have time for that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And enter at your own risk. Yeah, yeah. And if if you're new to the 
to the earth and the internet and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, if you were born just, yesterday, yeah, if you came yeah. down in the last shower, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, there is no rich Nigerian prince just waiting to give you money somewhere. <laughs> you might want to check that out. Except for Yusuf, an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, dude. What have you been up to? How, how's that new uh, new battery going, dude? Oh, uh, I want to report about that, actually. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, uh-huh. So, okay, so recapping. Uh, I've just got the new power pole move on my motor. It's a 100-pound uh, uh, thrust motor. Um, and to make that 100-pound thrust, I had to put a 36-volt battery into my boat. Um, and on the, on the advice from Steve from Green Marine, um, uh-huh. it, this seemed... I, 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 Full trust in the dude for this. Um, I put a 50 amp hour. He suggested I put a 36 volt, 50 amp hour battery into my boat and forecast for me that um, you know I should get 18 hours of, of fishing time comfortably uh, with that battery. Now that's fine. Uh, I was I was willing to trust him and um, and I also want to put it on the water. So I think I spoke about on the last show how I I, I wrung its neck on the first time I used it and. And um, you know, hit hit full bunny, which is some stupid amount. I think it's like you know, ten kilometers an hour or something like that. You know, on um, wow. ten miles an hour, I think it is. Oh, ten miles, miles an hour. Uh, maybe it's not 70. miles an hour. It's maybe ten ten kilometers an hour. I think it is. Sorry, um, oh, but it's about it's about six knots. You know, um, so I did six knots on my electric motor wow. uh, for about you know six or seven k, and that really that put a pretty big dent in it. Like I was saying, that that took it over halfway. But I'd fished. You know that morning for probably two or three hours and then done that and then fished a few hours after that so it was hard to tell so i was keen to take it out a couple of times and see what it did so i took it out twice for roughly the same amount of time the second time i took it out i didn't measure the time but the third time i did and i think it's roughly around about the sort of same time usage right but so in that circumstance i launched the boat at 5 30 i was off the petrol motor about quarter to six i fished till about midday and i think i was off the electric motor um, probably by, um, oh, no, quarter to 12, say, you know. Um, now, where I was fishing, I was moving the whole time. I was look actively hunting fish. Uh, uh, how I went, that's a completely different fucking story that I don't want to talk about. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, but I can tell you that for the most of the time, I was cruising around at a, at a speed where I could sight fish if I wanted to, but I would stop if I saw fish and wait and get you know, a better shot. Or I'd be moving from spot to spot, and I probably wasn't much more than say, I don't know, three or four on a traditional sort of mincota sort of thing. But we're mm. talking six hours, and during that time, I was moving long distances in places, and probably going not much more than maybe seven, eight hundred meters, and I would probably hit three quarters of the speed to do that. Um, you know, a couple of times I, you know, I stopped for a piss, and I'd put on spot lock, or um, you know, I'd get yep. a drink of water or something like that, and I'd just keep myself there. And you know, I put it on. I put it on full noise just as I was leaving that spot, uh, when I knew I wasn't going to hit anything, and I just just wrung its neck for probably about another 800 meters, and then I took it home. Uh, it was pretty, like a pretty decent usage in that circumstance. I would expect to find my 55 pound uh, mount, 55 pound Minkota with a 100 amp hour AGM. I'd probably expect to see that sitting around about halfway after that you know or something like that you know i guess you could say um so i got home and i looked at the app 
And uh, for those those two days, like the one I wasn't so closely monitoring, but the next one I really did closely monitor, but they were both really the same sort of usage. And it was sitting on 75%. So I used 25% of a 50 amp hour battery. Now, to put that into perspective of how much use I could get, now, honestly, I wasn't being mindful of being conservative of it. You know, like the, I was, that was my style of fishing. If you don't move around much, like, I mean, I'm moving the whole time unless I see a fish, you know, and I stop right. and then I move again, you know, it's, um, um, and um, at 25%, you could arguably say that like six hours, a 12 hour day would be 50%. And, you know, I could arguably get another 12 hour day of not stopping um, out of that 50, just a small 50 amp hour battery, you know, it's pretty wild. That green marine's no joke, man. It's um, yeah. That, that dude knows his shit, and they they're, they're quality stuff. And I know they're probably a bit bit exier than than like you know, uh, you know, um, you know, a, a camping and solar store and stuff like that. But yeah, I tell you, man, it's um, the for the it's a, the battery weighs like twelve kilos. It's stupid light. It's um, it was it was cheaper than a seventy five or an eighty amp hour or even a hundred amp hour, you know. And it's it's just a it's just a I'm pretty happy, very happy. I just want to report back because, uh, you know, Steve took the time to come on our show and I told him that we would report back mm. about that 50 amp hour battery and, and here we are. Green Marine, the true kings. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You're right. Green Marine, the green machine. That's it. Yep. Cat's in the background. She's just saying, um, uh, yeah, it's surprised the battery had that little drainage after all that thrust. So yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't believe she said that. Give her the opportunity to get on the mic. Uh, she's she's gone. Ah, yeah. what a shame! What a shame. I think she's she's probably doing something important. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, we've got a great guest tonight. Um, we got we got the uh, the honourable Jimmy Jimmy Barwick on, who's uh, got a new operation um, that we want to talk about down the snowy snowy valley down there. Um, yeah. But before we get into that, I just want to do a little bit of a sponsor announcement, so to speak, um, which is weird when I am the sponsor for the, in this aspect. But um, Flatscraft have just built a new website for it. By the time this show comes out, it'll be live. Uh, it's essentially a, a dealer portal I built because of the the interest in in a wholesale from a lot of uh, offshore customers and stuff. So I just want to make it easy for them. Mm -hmm. um, but primarily for what I'm letting you guys know is that uh, it's a consumer information website as well. Um, you know, on that website, you'll find the list of the current retailers. Uh, you'll also um, find the gallery of glory. And I was only allowed to put like 180 pictures there of fish caught on the products, but um, I'll refresh that as I go. But I've done my best to try and make it all all different fish, as, you know, to my knowledge. Is that knowledge. what you've called it? The, the glory? Gallery of glory. <laughs> yeah. Gallery. yeah. I should have called it the gallery of beef. That's what it would have been. It would be way oh. better. Yeah. The, the beef cinema or something like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> behind the beef curtain or something like that, you know. Or... <laughs> I think double meaning now. I don't know. But I, I... What, do you, what do you mean? Well, I, I couldn't imagine... You know, people I mean, using you know fillet steak as curtains or something. You know, well, it's just that like you know you 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 peer behind it, you see all the beef. You know, like I'm I, I don't know of any other double meaning there, Volts. So I'm just going to move on. I don't want to seem like I'm dumb, but um, um, 
also, you know, like all the the tying videos that have been that have been hidden because of uh, just been trying to slow the people down that are copying what what what, what we produce in Australia here. Um, and now that's all publicly accessed and, and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of information. The products, a bit more information on the products, hook sizes, all that sort of stuff. Um, there's some blogs. There's a, a blog I wrote about how it all started. If you're interested in how far back this has all happened, which which vaults you get a mention in, mate. It's um, what? really yeah. Well, yeah. You know, as 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 listeners will avid listeners will know, you had a very big part in the uh, in the, the the concept of the moon crab, and it's um. And you know that that furthered on to the gas crab, and and I can tell you that out of those stupid amount of photos of fish that have eaten flatscraft products in the behind the beef curtain, there, uh, a lot of them, a lot of them are on the gas crab, you know, a, a hell of a lot of them, including yes. including um, you know some redfish and, and and stuff like that, some some uh, some species that don't even eat moon crabs, you know, so um, so kudos to yourself there, mate. You should be should be proud of being involved with that. But I've done a done a bit of a blog in regards to that. Uh, you know, things just I things want like to that, check you know? it out, man. It sounds pretty interesting. Um, and kudos to you too, mate. I I can't think of a um, a harder working dude who's who's put as much of themselves on the line to uh, to get to this point, man. I mean, it's easy for people to look past that. Well, well let me let me thanks. Well, let me accept that thanks. But let me further on and say that. Flatscraft is 100% a community, mate. Like, if it wasn't for a group of guys, which says, you know who you are, there's there's too many to mention <clears throat> that have that have taken the time to look at, you know, to accept a prototype of mine before it got on the internet and go, hey, can you can you have a swim of this and see what you reckon? And and uh, you know, if you can catch a fish on it, none nothing got onto the shelves before it caught a fish. You know, nothing. You know, which is. <clears throat> I don't mean to make comparative statements, but let's just say out of that type of product, it's the only product in the world that ever made it to a shelf before, um, made it to a shelf after a fish had eaten it, you know? So um, let's leave it at that. You can make out what you will there. But uh, I think it's I think it's fair to say that Flatscraft has, through the community effort and the, and the great people who spend time on the water uh, instead of test tanks, it's, it's definitely a world leader for sure. Flatscraft fan. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Flatscraft crew. Flats. Uh, anyway, we'll think of something there. We'll we'll, we'll workshop that, and we'll yeah. make it, we'll make bowling jackets. It'll be great. <laughs> 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 All right. So, <laughs> so uh, we'll come back to that. But for for tonight's show and where we're at right now, we've uh, we've got the we've got the Jimmy on hold. Like he's just yeah. you know he's just listening to elevator music while we've got him on hold here. Uh, you know, at this point, Vols, you can say anything you'd like about the guy, and he's not gonna—he's not gonna know until he listens back to the show. Is there anything you'd like to reveal about the G, the G for the, the Jimmy, the J for the Jimmy? No, it's spelled, he's, it, no, his name—it's—it's it's a modern name. Jimmy spelled with a G. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay. Don't call him Gimme. <laughs> Gimme Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> Gimme Barwick. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's yeah. No, mate. Uh, We've had him on before. He's 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 got great energy, Jimmy. Um, so he's always been super keen with his fishing. Loves it, and uh, can't wait to hear what he's up to now. This this new uh, smooth operation down there. Yeah, um, yeah. Sounds like you know, sounds like good gear. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Well, let's let's um let's let's let this last train out of the Snowy Valley. Um, Go on. Uh, I didn't connect the dots there, but you know you can get the Jimmy the Jimmy B reference, right? Right? Kason, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Let's not yeah. do that on this show, right? I think we did no. it last time and did all the cold chisel jokes with him, right? But yeah, yeah. Let's be serious. Yeah, yeah. Be fucking serious, Watts. Uh, all right, shall we do it? We'll get him on, eh? Let's get Jimmy on. Jimmy. Welcome back, folks. And on the line, we've got our good friend, Jimmy B. How are you, Jimmy? Thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Great to be back here on the Intermediate Line podcast. This is your second appearance, isn't it? It is. It is. I was just trying to think before exactly how long it's been since we last spoke. Um, but, yeah, no, it is the second time around. Pretty excited. It's been yeah. seven hours and 15. <laughs> no, sorry. No, it just felt <laughs> appropriate. She's passed, eh? Thanks, Debbie Downer. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell us about the Irish uh, wars and stuff like that between Sinn Féin and keep, you tell us about you know, Sinead O'Connor's message and that too. That'd really pick up the mood. I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Her best song was Zombie. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is where lesser men would come in and correct faults, which gives him power. He's like... Um, He's like that energy vampire of what we do in the shadows for this sort of stuff. It's fantastic. I love watching yeah, it. Yeah, she did. She loved a potato at Sin Fane. Jerry Adams. Ta- ab- yeah. Absolutely. Uncle Jerry, yeah. you mean. Yeah. Uncle Jerry. You're yeah, another another famous Adams. Yep. You know, <laughs> oh man, we had, we our family doesn't talk about Uncle Jerry. Um, okay. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's move on. Um so mate, I think it's been about a year, Jimmy. It probably has been about a year, am I? Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. There's, there's been a definitely while, been, a, been, been a bit of water under the bridge since then. It's felt like too long to be between you and me. It has. It has. Yeah. It actually, to be honest, it feels like I was only talking to you just the other day. But, um, Vaults, yeah. it's probably been longer since I spoke to you, mate. How's things? Are you good? Mate, it's, it's, uh, I've missed you. I have. I've, have you? Yeah, there's days I wake up and I go, what the fuck's Jimmy up to? What's Jimmy know? up to. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. um, it's, it, yeah, mate, I've, I've just been doing the usual vaults thing. But I tell right. you, um, what is the wise, usual vaults thing? Yeah, that is a I'm a, you know, a freshwater vaults. Um, <laughs> you are. Yeah, fishing. I've, I've added, you know, I've been doing a bit more carp than normal, but this time really of year I get, get a bit excited. Um, You know, I've got, got some um, some travel planned, but, you know, um, I'm a bit of a sporting dad these days. I don't know if you know that. I'm mm. sort of a uh, sporting coach. And, oh, uh, Oh, yeah. what, what what discipline? Uh, cricket and soccer. And nice. I was, yeah, I was good at neither when I was at school. That's so. okay. That means, that means you're the perfect perfect candidate to be a coach then. Yeah, mate. Yeah. No, yeah. I'll, be do, I'll be doing the Wallabies by next World Cup. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Another interesting fact about my mate Volts is he's just taken up coffee. This is, just, this is true, yeah. Coffee, I'm having three or four of them a day. Just yeah. taking up coffee. I've actually got to steer away from it. It's no good for you, hey? Well, it is. It it, it, it just makes you go to the toilet all the time. It is a diuretic, yeah. How are you going That's with that, Bolsie? You're you pissing a lot, mate? Oh, everything, mate. It's uh, I plan my day around it. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> you I've can set to... your clock to it. <laughs> yeah, you have a black coffee, bang, you're bombing. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 Oh, riveting stuff. You're... Riveting, riveting stuff. So, Jimmy, since the last time we spoke, there's been a lot, a lot of developments now, mate. Do you want to, um, do you want to touch on and just like set the broad strokes for the show and tell us, um, um, oh, we're getting a little bit ahead of the show notes. Believe it or not, we've got show notes because because it's such a textured one. But 
let's talk about this then. Where where are you living now? Where are you in this world part of the country? Mate, I've moved. I've moved about about a kilometre up the road from where I was last time. No, I'm 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 down in the glorious snowy valleys, a little place called Tumut, um, the foothills of Kosciuszko National Park, just on like the western side of the watershed. Mm. Um, conveniently situated about halfway between Sydney and Melbourne. It was actually in in the top 10 running, so it's one of the um, uh, sort of likely places to uh, house, like, the capital territory back in the day. I actually even read earlier that they went through is to start putting the, the plans for infrastructure down, although it wasn't going to be directly where the township is now. But, no, uh, glorious little... Yeah, dead set. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's where they were going to put the White House, you're saying? Yeah, it would have been an interesting place because I mean, through summer she's nothing but bare bare paddocks. Um, in 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 winter it's a bit more lush, but um, it's definitely. So definitely you're saying cold. you're saying in these paddocks the the, the there's probably there's a lot of horse shit there, right? I'm guessing, and um, there's a lot of horse shit in Canberra too, right? There is. Boom, 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 right? Boom, 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 we just boom, got that out of the way. I'd, 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 say, I'd say more like bull, bull, bullshit. Yeah, okay, fair enough, mate. <laughs> but no, no, plenty, plenty of cows out this way. Um, yeah, I, personally for me, I, I <laughs> cows. <laughs> personally for me, I find it a, a really sort of intriguing place to be. It's the first time that I've spent any duration um, landlocked, and that, uh, if anyone knows my background, sort of lived on the coast or on a boat for the past fair while. Um, being out here, I sort of thought initially it was going to be a bit of an issue, but it's um, yeah, it's proven to be quite fruitful, and I guess namely so because. Not only have we got the trout fishing, which I love from back home in Tassie so much, but there's this new flower and glory of the of the big green monsters that live in in the empowerments and um, you know the fresh the, the rivers through here. I was going to say freshwater rivers, but of course it's freshwater because I'm landlocked. So yeah, yep. yeah, state yeah, the yeah, obvious, Jim. <laughs> it'd be a worry if a marlin came swimming through, yeah. Tumut, mate. For sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Mate, that's uh that that probably leads us on to a pretty pretty meaty subject, mate. Really, I suppose because um, you know, like trout trout feed, trout, when's trout season? You have to forgive me. And trouties will be like, what the fuck, man? But like, you know, you gotta understand. I live in Queensland, so um, no, no, that's uh, fine. That's fine. What's what's the when's the trout season start and finish? What's going so on now? Is it on now? Yeah, it's on now. It's been on now for the last couple of weeks since the beginning of the month. So okay. Uh, Start of October sees the New South Wales season open mm -hmm. and the last weekend in June sees it close. Um, Victoria's a month earlier than this and Tassie's kind of a month earlier than that. So okay. um, so it's quite late and I, and I believe it was set in at this time frame. It was to do with, uh, I think back in the day, the rainbow trout were, were sort of regarded as a, a more prized species. So it was in order to protect their spawning Um that they would close off the waterways because huh. the rainbows spawn about That's a month like, later. And is it true that they have a Mardi Gras for that with the rainbows as well? Oh, mate, you should see that the Mardi Gras on, on, a lot on of the spawning U going on on, on the Mardi Newcomb. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. sight to be seen for all the the, yep. the proper Mardi Gras up there. No, um, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very we're very liberal. Um, now. Uh, let's go, let's come back to the trout stuff, but let's just hit the past a little bit because you know we could talk about what's current shortly on. But man, I'm I'm kind of itching at the um you know itching to get onto the subject of the cod and uh yep. and yep. and since the last time we've spoken to you, you know you've put some serious fucking hours into uh empowerment cod and got some real real jab of the hearts out of that body of water. Mate, there's it's honestly when I look back over it, am I, I kept a diary this year? Um. 
it's it's pretty crazy like the the amount of time um to the, that goes into a fish and sometimes they happen you know you might get a, a couple of hits or um a couple of fish in a session and other times you might come off the back of a hot run and you go half a dozen trips for nothing and it's not like you just go out in the water and poke around for a couple of hours generally speaking i put on at dusk or sunset and go until midnight or one or two or whenever i can be bothered if I'm feeling adventurous, I'll, I'll, I'll um, get my get my sleeping mat and um, upgrade myself to a proper sleeping bag this season, and I'll I'll bunk down in the in the bottom of the boat, tied up to a tree on a, on a bank somewhere, and then you know the alarm goes off at four thirty, and she's time to get up and start looking around again. But um, yeah, huge huge amount of time and sleeping and, on the water, mate. Just yeah, yeah. Kind of, it, what's the temperature like? Is it being so close to the water is obviously you know, warmer than the air, right? It'd be a well, bit, yeah. it, it is, but it isn't. But so, like, the, the sort of geographical location of where we are here, being at the foothills of, of the mountains, you yeah. get all you get all the cold air come off the hills. You know, like, have you ever heard, like, a catabatic breeze, like the reverse Ooh. of the sea breeze? There's a big word for you. Catabatic. So, yeah, so so the water, the water temperature is warmer than what the air temperature is, and warm air rises, right? Cold air fills that gap underneath, so when the night falls and the air temperature drops and we're talking below zero like well and truly below zero temperatures it's a really high humidity though because you're on the water so your your guides don't freeze thank god and um you had a couple of sessions this year where it's you know you're sort of ticking around that minus six degree mark at the very just before sunrise and then it, and it progressively warms up once the sun pops up but yeah no it's cold stuff hey like you you are Either you're dressing in every layer that you've got or you're putting a lot of money, which is I find it to be worthwhile, into sort of more technical aspects of your layering, you know, like getting good quality merino thermals and, and a good quality puffer jacket and a shell. And you cycle through all of those as, as it comes and goes. And Jimmy, are you, uh, are you a hairy man or what? No, no, not at all, mate. No. Okay. No. Because yeah. Volti's farming zone uh, merino thermals, did you know that? I've put my hand up for a set, Volts. If you could, if you could do us a little, a little, little, little um, buff out of Vault's hair, that'd be great. <laughs> There's an opportunity, yeah. Vault. You should sponsor him. Yeah, yeah. yeah buff Vault's. The only place I can go <laughs> hair with any consistency is on my, on my, on my top lip, and even that's a bit of a joke sometimes. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's um, no, no one calls you Vault's lip, mate. That's for sure. Vault's lip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, so yeah, get, getting back to this, Jimmy, you sound like an absolute cod passion. You got a passion for cods. You know? I do, mate. Passion cods. Yeah. yeah, it's funny because up until a couple of years ago, they they you know being from Tasmania, everything outside of trout and and you know our sort of not not nothing much to write home about saltwater fishing is is like oh wow everything's shiny and bright and. After the the ventures up north and hitting the saltwater flats and and, and targeting the the Barrett and Faust and and having a field day there, and coming back down here, it took me quite a while to sort of get the whiskers on it. And I guess because my winter seasons were supplemented with guiding up north and 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 sort of other ventures and mm. um, through the prospects of a of a blossoming relationship, actually, I decided to um, stick around for the winter. And that's proven to be a, a fantastic choice in its own right. And um, yeah, Boris, mate, are you, are you guys looking serious or what, mate? I can't let too much go here, Bolts, because she'll probably end up listening to it. But yeah, no, I reckon I reckon it's going to happen, hey. 
Oh wow! I reckon this can happen. Yeah, you know, we've had, we've had, we've had, um, uh, we've had babies, or you know, people from the, you know, guests on the podcast have oh, yeah. gone on to conceive and and given us credit for it. Man, oh, true. You mean? Yeah. Are you talking about when the when the uh, Marmot Brothers came on? Is that what you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not throwing names around, mate. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, the brief. but Jimmy, this is exciting, and you know, not, although not fishing related, I hope it all goes well. You Thank know? you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's it's a great prospect on the horizon. I mean, like she's she's a rad chick, and and she this is and this this ties into my fishing too. Like this is the key part of why I've been able to spend so much time doing what I love or what I've become so obsessed with because she camped in the boat. No, 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 no. God, no. She'd actually come out for a couple of sessions, and um, she almost saw it happen one day, which was which was pretty deadly. Like, um, but no, having um, you know, the the back of house here so supportive of my absolute obsession, um, and and sort of infatuation of just pouring myself into it, um, enables me, uh, you know, to be able to go out and fish like. We're not talking like two or three nights a week. There's there's sections of, of of winter there where it's five or six nights a week. You know, and I'm back to back, night after night after night after night after night. You know, crawling back into bed at some ungodly hour, and and um, you know, having your your your, your person at home that's re, you know receptive of that and, and supportive, it just means that you can go and do so much more. Because I mean, I shouldn't say unfortunately for other fellas, but you know, I hear that. It's not usually the case, and the wind usually gets put up them. And I couldn't, I couldn't take cat out into the into the boat to experience those catabatic winds. Oh, catabatic! Yeah, and no, uh, <laughs> she wouldn't sleep overnight in a boat. She wouldn't tolerate that shit. So no, no, that's it's good. No, so um, so yeah, having 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 her being supportive has enabled me to really go uh, sort of next level deep on it, which has been great because. Yeah, I mean, this is some of the stuff that I've sort of been getting myself up to out there has just been un- unbelievable. It's so much well, fun. Let's get into that, mate. <laughs> so, how? Let's let's just start off with the in the deep end with uh, one of the heavy questions. Yeah. How many how many metre plus cod do you reckon you've caught on fly since the last time we spoke? Uh, so it's close to. Let me just quickly I'll quickly do a quick tally. Um, get the abacus out. This this. Yeah, so that, this this winter alone, um, this winter alone's been close to twenty. Twenty meter plus cod, yeah, on fly, and, and that's, that's with a one twenty seven, which equaled the then known uh, largest capture, and then and then a couple of weeks later, I went and went and topped it by a couple of centimeters with a with one twenty nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you. So you heard it here, folks. First, folks, uh, did we did we put this up on what did was it put up on the internet? I know you showed me this picture, but I don't know. Uh, if you, uh, I, I, I I've kept it relatively under wraps through a lot of the bad publicity that's been going on in in regards to cod fishing and and cheating, as some people would call it. Um, I've keep it pretty low pro- profile, mate. Like um, to the people who are close with me, I share the achievements, but also to like. Um, 
they're so hard to deal with ammo like the that one big one that i got like i almost lost my phone in the drink and it was just trying to get a picture of it on the mat um i can hardly pick them up they're oh. really over 40 kilos and i'm uh, <laughs> that's that's hard, that's more than half of my weight you know like, <laughs> I know shit, like they are just crazy, just they, crazy they look it dude like you know you yeah. you pick those things up and your arm disappears in just yeah yeah, Bad, yeah, you know, like it's just they, they, they truly do look like jab of the heart when you pick yeah. them up, you know. Yeah, and, and the ones out of the dam up here, you know, they're, they're regarded as some of the biggest, and, and generally speaking, they're all in cracking condition. Hey, like, I mean, yeah, well, I don't mean fat as in they're out of condition, I mean, they're just, they're oh, just a, it, a huge mass of, yeah, of, yeah, of animal, yeah, you know. And I was actually thinking on that statement, then, like, I don't know, I don't know that I've ever seen one that I'd say to be out of condition, you know, like, not, you know, like, like a, like a trout you see is like an axe handle, you know, like skinny and past its days. These things just keep on going. Hey, they mm. just, they just get fucking massive. What's the, uh, I mean, the potential of a Murray cod is, is, you know, according to things like Grant's Guy for Fishes, is 1.8 meters, they reckon, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's calls of, of like, there's, I think there's a, a grip and grin of one that's um, that's had its neck done in the local tackle store here that comes in at just under 150. I think it was like 149 or something like that. But they reckon that there's bigger ones in there. Wow, yeah. that's 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 crazy. They're giants, hey. They are they are true giants. Yeah. So is it the acknowledged big big Murray cod. You know, that's ground zero for them, is it? Do you think, or what? Uh, yeah, like so. So there's a couple of the sort of revered places. You know, there's Copeton up 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 north a bit further at Inverell. Um, yep. Wyangala holds some really large fish. Um, um, Blowering has got exceptionally large fish, and then Eildon has got also in that same caliber. Um, I did a trip down there recently this year with the old mob that I was working for, and um, yeah, there's some absolute tanks down there, like proper big ones. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to before we get too far ahead, I want to touch on what you talked about. What's this cheating thing you, you spoke about? Oh, mate, it's the it's the forbidden fruit in the eyes of some people. The the live technology, you know, live scope, active target, whichever way you want to sort of point the finger. Um, it's effectively a forward, well, it's not effectively, it is a forward-facing sonar that r relays information in real time. So unlike your down scan or side scan where you're in past tense, you've actively, there's a couple of different modes you can put it on. You can have it in your forward directional beam, so it's a, a vertical beam that looks forward in the water column and you move it around on the head of the pole and you look to where you want to be. Like literally, and it, 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 it gets... It gets wrung out by people, which I find it to be quite hilarious. But, like, imagine polaroiding. Like, imagine that you've got the sun over your left shoulder. You know, you, you're looking out between 11.30 and sort of 3 o'clock, and that's your that's your hot zone, you know, so you, where you, you, your best wind angle, your best light angle. And you're yep. continually scanning back and forth through there. You know, you, you're looking for anomalies, and that's exactly the same sort of concept in the way that I treat it. Um is that I'm literally just in the dark, cannot see my nose in front of my face with a 10 weight and a 12 inch fly and an eight inch per second fly line. And I'm out there looking for these big, big blobs that move around. Oh, How far away? I, I, okay. Sorry. So I wouldn't mind just exploring this concept, uh, if, you don't, if you don't mind. No, of, no, no, um, no, go for go. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it's, uh, it's just that Volsi's starting to talk about the fishing. Do you mind, Volsi, if I come back to that? We come back to that in a sec? Yeah, 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 here you go. Um, can I ask something with the, with these sounders, you know, like to sort of, yep. um, to get a bit of a handle about, you know, making a decision whether, whether it's cheating or not, 
Yeah. Um, is there a button on your sounder that when you launch the boat tells you where to go? No, not categorically not. not so you're telling me that you still have to find how? What's big? How well, is your range like a couple of kilometers? Like you could just scan the whole dam in one go and then find out where to go? Or not? No, 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 no. God no. So, so you've you've obviously just like the like the scale on 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 your normal on any of your your sounders. You know, you can you can increase your depth range. Um, on the What's the range? Case. How far can you scan ahead of yourself? So, so I've got two modes that I can see. I can increase my depth down and I can increase my, my view out. Your optimum range that you want to sort of be looking at is around that. With with the active target that I've got is in around that sort of 25 metres out. You can put it at 30 metres and sometimes it's an advantage, um, but also too sometimes it can be a disadvantage. So imagine... Well, like looking, any sounder, you set it out too wide, your details reduce. It's, it's, it's exactly it. And also too, you get yourself a little bit blown out of the perspective of if I'm looking at 30 metres, and we'll go into this in a little bit, but, you know, like you're ideally your target, you know, you want to be shooting at them you want to be putting it a couple of metres past them, so you want them to be inside of, say, 18 metres, and you want to be shooting to 23 or 25 metres. Okay. Um, so this is like this is like roo shooters that go with a spotlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yep. Is that, I mean, I don't, I don't I'm, not a, I'm not a shooter, but is that considered cheating at night when you're, when you're hunting at night? Well, to have, uh, to have, I guess it, To have like a, um, a spotlight? I guess it depends on which side of the fence you're on. What, what you hear at drawn similarities to is like the thermal imaging. You know, but it's not though. It's it's no. It's not. It's it's like a. It's like a spotlight. You know. Like yes. It's, yeah. it's exactly what it's doing. A thermal image. Thermal image imaging is, is is a different a different thing altogether because like you know like it's it's. Well, I, I can see the similarities actually, but it just seems like, it seems more like running a spotlight, an underwater spotlight yeah. to me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It is. If if you can imagine, it's literally like looking in the dark like that. You are you you're in pitch black dark and you're looking with a beam of light. And whenever you cut pass over and that beam of light illuminates and it's in so much detail that you can see that it is definitively a cod, a carp, a red fin, a trout, um, whatever species. Yellows, for example, they look like weird shaped footies, you know, kind of yeah, yeah. things. But I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, but it's um it's just, I'm just having a hard time coming with the chair. How big how big is the deal is this these cheating allegations? Oh, like, massive. It's, oh really? It's, yeah, 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 like it's 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 blown up worldwide now, and like there's a, there's a lot of hoo ha that's getting thrown about, um, you know, from the conventional fishing world. I don't know that so much of it's really sort of stemmed over into the fly world. There are a few people out there actually got a bit of a, a, a bit of a, a a bit of shit thrown at me for the first time in a while the other day, um, in regards to something. But it's it's kind of funny. I just sort of laugh it off because, well, you know, I, I would imagine a lot of these people are. It might be a little bit hypocritical here. I mean, like, it sounds like a modern advancement of a pretty common tool on a boat, you know, like to have a, a, uh, a fish finder of some sort, whether it's traditional cone, side image, now with live scope or, you know, or, or even down image and stuff like that. You know, I would I would imagine, I don't know any of these people that, I've never come across anyone who says it's just cheating and stuff like that, so this is quite new to me. Um but I would imagine that a lot of these people, they what they don't have sounders. These people, like they don't, have, what do they row their boat? Do they make a oh, dugout canoe? Do they? Mate, mate, I could, I couldn't really tell you because the vast majority of them, I try and steer myself away from that degree of negativity as much as possible. But from the vast majority of people that I've actually taken the time to go in and look at, look at whatever they're doing, which is that already that's giving it too much. Mm. Demographic you generally see is a punt in a dirty river out west. 
so they're not even in the ballpark of people who are you know so they're not fishing these empowerments they they're not actively putting themselves out there to target them um yeah so look you know it's, oh, man it seems weird i don't know why people would um you know try to tell you how to party in that respect it seems like a logical choice to me to be able to um to be able to conserve your energy as like to be casting yeah, what what is it? A twelve weight, a ten weight? You're using? Uh ten weight. So so far, so far. I mean, I'd like to give an eleven or a twelve a run, but also too, I know from casting twelves that they're not exactly the most enjoyable thing to do uh, with any sort of repetition. But you know, using using a ten, um, a, a extremely fast action ten weight with uh, off the back of your suggestion ammo, the Cortland uh, Pike Muskie in the eight IPS has just been like the absolute golden child since getting that line. Oh, um, it, it's so built for what you're doing for sure. It, it yeah. is, mate, and it's and, and all the things that I was I was sort of a little bit like, oh, I remember sending. I was like, oh, God, the ammo, the running line, skinny, and 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 oh, you know, it's it's this <laughs> and it's that. Um, once I got my head around that, hey, you you hold that head out, you know, you slip line back, you slip line forward, you haul it back and, and you shoot a bit more out to the head and then you send that thing up at, at sort of that 10, 30, 11 o'clock and you just let it run, hey, and she just, yeah. she just goes. And yeah. then you're standing on your line and it falls short and you scare the, you scare the, fuck, <laughs> you scare the fuck out of your fish and then you're back to the drawing board again. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that is that is the trials and tribulations of 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 actually doing it like, you know, for all those people who say that it's cheating and it's this and the other come out in the boat, pick up the 10 weight, pull out 20 pull out pull out your fly line and then cast at 25 meters in the dark with a 12 weight with a 12 12 inch fly and do that in two false casts exactly where it needs to be straight down the line and then tell me that it's cheating. Jimmy, I see it no different to people wearing polarized suns. Hey, water. Thanks, Volts. It's exactly it. Yeah, and those to the the live rate, live live scope haters look. Just get a life, man. So tell, yeah. tell me about it. which one is um, which is your pick of the live um, live sonar? For me personally, I've, I've had just the vast majority of my experience on the Lawrence Active Target, and it's on the first version. Um, who's who's Lawrence? Lawrence, Lawrence is this this beautiful um this beautiful woman that comes from Southeast Asia. I actually think it that might be yeah no no. <laughs> there must be a very uh, open minded community. Have a, a lady from Southeast Asia called Lawrence, yeah, right? Lawrence, no, the yep. Lawrence, Lawrence. Oh um, okay, right. Yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence might have gone there for an operation. By the of... <laughs> no no no. So their their first edition of the uh, of the live site technology um or the you know active target as they call it uh is a little bit. I guess you could say it's a little clunkier uh, compared to their version two. Um, that is a lot more seamless because effectively using three separate faces of this, um, you have three separate transducers that face forward. It stitches three separate pictures together, if that makes sense. Yep. So you get it like an iPhone photo. Yeah. So you get a defined stitch mark. So like quite often when I'll be on a cast and there's one that sits in around just inside 12 meters. So you put your cast down and quite often that's about where you've managed to draw the fish in. You've got him coming at you and, but they follow for quite some time and then you will, you'll lose your fly and fish in the stitch. And then you've just got to remember to keep going and and keep at it, and then all of a sudden everything appears again. The newest edition doesn't have that. It's it's much more. It'd be like going to the new iPhone 13 or whatever number they're up to now. You know, it's like a lot more seamless. Yeah. Uh, yep. The Garmin is 
a nice unit to use also too it's got quite a bit more customization in 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 sort of um it'd be like a like a like a commercial raymarine sort of thing you know like you can adjust the gain and the contrast and you can really sort of tweak your settings whereas the low ant straight out of the box is is plug and play you're ready to go yeah yeah cool what bracket are you using mate what bracket? I'm actually using it. I'm using a custom, um, a custom pole from a from a fella called uh, Adrian Grant down in uh, Albury. There. Oh, uh, what a legend! Well, I talked about it last year. He did the um, boat brackets for me. Yeah, yeah, hey, mate. He, 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 he does it. The converting cod flies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, he he's done me up a couple of tube flies, sort of um, mirrored off the off the sort of pike sort of style, um, you know, on on titanium wire. Um, sort of uh, inserts with with jewel hooks sitting on them and wiggly tails and rattles and yeah, now yeah, Adrian's a legend, man. He's, he he's is a good fabricator, eh? As well, yeah. And, and his product, like his 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 pole that he's done, he, he's got a bunch of them for sale. I think he's still got them. Um, really nice. Yeah, it's 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 a great bit of work. So now I'm super stoked with that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's good to know. That's where I'll be hitting up when I get into that stuff. Yeah, uh, I have no problems with the ethics of it. You know. mm. With the ethics of um of live scope, yeah, with live ra live radar, whatever you want to call it, live, yeah. live yeah, right, uh, yep, yeah. And look, it's, it's it's not for everyone, and look, and I totally get it. Like, I, I mean, and and in my first stages of coming out and doing this, you know, getting my head around this cod fishing, I went at it like I did at Faust when I didn't know anything different, and there was no live tech then. You know, you find an edge, you know, you pick your angle and you start casting, and you just go cast after cast. And hey, look, you can do that, and you can get cluey, and you can, you know, you can you can break it down, and and everything else that comes in with learning a dam, or you know, just learning an empowerment in that sense, or learning a species. But for me, like the the the, the sort of romantic attachment to sight fishing, like I mean, that's what I that's what I live for. Like you know, be it be it trout, be it permit, tuskies, barra, faust, you know, you name it, like. The vast majority of fish that I can I can really you know wear with pride or you know hold my head up and go yeah I caught that from seeing it like you know you you, you saw it first and I mean that's what we do as fly fishermen we that's you know like imagine if I had to sit there and drag streams around all day like don't get me wrong dredging has its time and a place but like fuck me dead casting a ten weight around in in pitch black dark at night in the freezing cold like with a huge fly mm. that that is not much fun at it's all tough man. Yeah, yeah, and look, it, it does happen. It had happened for me a bunch of times, and which was fantastic. I loved it. You know, I, I was lucky to be rewarded with success. I think my third or fourth night into chucking the fly. Um, but like, you know, I like to see what I'm casting at. So why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I take advantage of the technology? And it doesn't just happen. I mean, lure guys, look, I chuck lures too every now and then. I try not to say it too loudly, um, but. You pick up bait cast, you hold it over your head, you send it, and it goes as far as you want. You put the brake on, you let it drop down, you wind it, right? But fly fishing, as you guys and anyone who's listening knows, especially anyone who's spent any time casting a big rod with a big fly, and we're not talking like a crab fly, um, you know, we're talking like a proper wind-resistant chunk big, of... Big Buford or something, you know? Yeah, big Buford, big chunk of Yowie, you know, like... Yeah. It, it doesn't really want to go and you've got to give it and you've got to give it far and it's got to be straight and it's got to be accurate and, you know, it's, it's got to do exactly what you need it to. So it's not just, oh, yeah, you can go out there and catch What's them. effective like, range, mate? Could you pick a cod off at 20 metres? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25? Yep. Uh, 25, yeah, you can see them. I can, I can hit 
on a on a on a good one, I'd say like two out of five go twenty three plus meters, and the rest sort of fall just in that category there. So I probably need to come. Nah, we're only, we're only human, mate. That's exactly it. I need to do some work on that casting, but like that's one thing yeah. I definitely have, and I, I think I might have said it to you before, Amo. Like <clears throat> back in Tassie, we used to do quite a. Okay, we're going to get trouty here for a second. Um, uh, mud eyes, like the larval stage of dragonflies, they they can make for some really good activity. They come and hatch of an evening, and you quite often are fishing into the dark. And I always used to think, like, oh, I, feel, I feel like I cast better in the dark, and and that has been amplified. Um, I guess you're running on your, you, you really are running on your, your instincts and your feel of what's happening off your rod tip, and you've got to be really in tune with where the, your head is, you know, off your rod, um, how much more line you've got to go until you're there, you know, very much so if you if you overcompensate and put a couple of feet extra's worth of running line into the system, you know, the, 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 the head will collapse and, you know, you just it doesn't go anywhere. So I think that's I think that's what it comes down to when you when you're not i i i've found the same thing and a lot of people i speak to say the same thing jimmy and i think it just comes down to uh you're not your, your eyes aren't deceiving you by being yes. too greedy you know yeah 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 so i found that it was like sometimes i can pull off like really quite nice cast and i jump there in the daylight and i'm going oh jesus this looks like shit um, <laughs> <laughs> what if they look like this in the dark I'm just yeah it's exactly it. well because like, <laughs> you can see where it lands on your screen you're like oh fuck, they got 23 meters it's like oh, okay yeah you know it's pretty good yeah. Yeah. Wow. I got to spend some time on a boat that's got. I've never been on a boat with live scope or anything like that before. You blokes, you blokes will have to come down sometime. We'll take you for a run. Accepted. I'll be there. All yeah. right. I'll accept too. I'll be there yeah. too. And, and that's the other thing with it, also too. Like it, 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 they don't just eat. Hey, they're a big moody creature. They're they're massively affected by barometer and moon and every other sort of thing that you can you can draw a similarity to. Um, the the conventional world throws oversized swim baits and all the rest of that sort of you know big paddle tails big glide baits and they have you know um proven success on them and in the fly world i guess you try and emulate it because it's such a large fish i guess you need to go up the food chain to sort of represent so um you know it's good fun to get out there and chuck that business around when it happens when one turns up on it i tell you what you come off the end of the cast and you do or the retrieve and you just mate like you have an adrenaline dump like literally you've had a permit tip on your flyer three times and he hasn't eaten it and every time you've gone for that little take up or you know in tusky he's just on you and on you and on you and you give it a little bit he fucking rushes it a bit more and you give it a bit and he rushes it a bit more and and then he comes to the boat and he realizes that it's vaults looking at him and he fucking as i seen you before i know it is he sees he sees that um howler brothers um, bum bag of his and <laughs> the howler sister yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah okay. that's what happens man <laughs> Hey Jimmy, how much detail comes through in those sonars? If they're if they're up close, can you see the fins on them or what? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, I've got a bunch of screen recordings. I'll, I'll send you some stuff, and you can see. Oh yeah, there's no 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 questioning that you can see exactly what they are. Peck fins moving, body language changing, um, in, inhalation of the fly. That comes to another thing with the fly and design and everything. The fly itself, you can see it on the screen. It shows almost as much, if not more, of a presence than what a hard swim bait will do. Really? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think I put it down to obviously I can't see, but there's like small micro air bubbles, you know, be it that you're using um, the natural sort of the skunk or, 
your, your Nyat or your Bucktail or you go into the synthetics where it doesn't retain quite as much. But as you pull the flies and you, let's say, you know, you, like a short strip motion and you get it to walk, yeah. um, you should see the cavitation. You should see what it looks like in the water. Like it's amazing. And then for, for a... For a creature, I guess they're super in tune with their surrounds and, and the, the lake that we've got up here is gin clear, so I guess their visibility on, on, on any given night is quite good. But for, a, for a, a pattern, a fly, an imitation that doesn't make any real noise, right? it doesn't have any rattles, it's, it's, it just sits itself and pulls through the water, you would not believe how in tune they are to that. Like, you have fish move sort of six so the thing about the best I've done so far was about six and a half metres. One came up like a like a Tomahawk cruise missile off the bottom. Straight up at it, keep tracking it up to the surface and nade it off the rod tip. Yeah. Wow. That was, that was, that was 122. That, that scared the absolute shit out of me. Yeah. That's awesome. It was unreal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Clean, unreal. Yeah. Um, that's, pretty, that's pretty bloody amazing. So... Um, I want you to, because I, I know I know what you'll talk about when I ask you this question, but yeah. I'd like you to talk about um, and share with everyone your your fly journey with this, because you know although that you know like the patterns that you're doing um, have been done, like I mean they're they're not they're not new patterns that you're inventing. No, I mean, you've no. definitely got your own spin on it, but you've gone through a real journey with this stuff with the, some yeah. of the fly, these big flies you've been doing, right? I have, mate. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been a pretty wild ride and a pretty fun ride. Um, you know, for your impoundment angler, um, you know, cod angler, there's sort of limited options for what you can get these days. There's a few commercial tyres that do some pretty good jobs. Um, actually, not pretty good jobs, I should say. They do actually do really good jobs. My first one was caught off a, 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 a local fella, Johnny Everett, and he, it, was, it was a great, great, great flyer that he tied up, and, and it's, it's proven itself several times over. But they're kind of sort of not always the most easy to get hold of and me as a fly tire or you know i guess an angler who really enjoys the fly tying um you sort of go down the rabbit hole of looking at what other people have done and you know there's not really much of it in australia in that sense i mean there's not really any in australia no reference point well, for like what, i, I think that in, i think in australia like they um i don't want to knock aussies you know stuff like that but i mean it was john John, Nick, you know, um, and uh, uh, Jason, the dude who came up with the, 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 you know, with the Nick, the light horseman and stuff. Those guys yeah. that yeah. fish the rivers, like they like those, um, those smaller flies than what, um, than what most people would throw, say, at Copeton. And so, although they they're from they're from the same area, you know, they've just yeah. worked yeah. out what's the most efficient way to hunt the fish in 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 what in what they do. Yep. For what you're doing and feeding those big animals, like I mean, you can really only turn to, um, you know, the musky side of things, really, yes. because in Australia, as yes. much as Australians so much have, have you know, mimicked uh, what the musky guys have have done, um, somewhat, it still doesn't really apply to what to what you're doing. Like, I mean, <laughs> you don't see them fishing for muskies a great deal in lakes the same way that you're fishing for cod. Now, there's probably some United States customers, uh, customers, uh, listeners that are probably looking at this going, no, that's not true. Uh, but, and I could be wrong, but my understanding of it when I talk to guys like who we've had on the podcast, like Mark from Urban Fly, um, that they're fishing rivers a lot, you know, and yes, like although they're yeah. huge flies and stuff that they're doing, like, you know, 20, 30 feet is, 
is all they're looking to get, you know, like yeah. um, really, and that's, you know, that, that's covering a lot of water for those dudes. Um, you know, like for what you're doing, like, you know, chucking out like, you know, what, 20 feet, 60, 60 uh, 20 meters, 60 feet, you know, yeah. or 20, 25, you know, you, you, you're sort of getting up there. Like it's, um, it's more than what, what they're doing. So you need something that's going to a, you know, create the same sort of um, presence that their musky flies have, but uh, is also castable that's, and sight castable as well. That, that's yeah. been that's been a huge thing, and that's where, like, you know, talking to the likes of you, Ammo, and and a couple of sort of um, you know established tires locally and overseas has 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 sort of given me a bit of um, inspiration to go out there and try and hone my own skills a bit better. And 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 one which was. You know, off. I think you were the first person to tell me it. That was like, oh, you know, you needed to have a look into the beast. Um, and then I looked into the beast at what it takes to actually tie one, and sort of quickly dismissed it. And then, um, yeah, because it's a it's a mother. It's an absolute tie. fucking freaking yeah, yeah. fly to tie, especially yeah, yeah. like, yeah, especially when you're talking a fly that's. I think the biggest beast that I've done is 15 inches. It actually accounted for the 127 that I got. Um, that's awesome. But. But yeah, it's it's but but also too in that same hand, so fifteen inch flights as big as my keyboard, but yeah. it, it casts like and I say this is is a figure of speech, but it casts like a woolly bugger by comparison to say um, something that's heavily dressed with um, uh, like or any any really material any material really yeah. any of the bucktails or synthetics or any of the uh, um, say the the BB fibers or Yowies or any of that sort of. Um, crimpled synthetic or, or fine sort of weave. Um, well, that, that's what that's what Bob Popovic, Bob Popovic talks about as far as the design for the beast is concerned. Like a a fly that mimics the um, a castable fly that mimics the the presence and profile of um, of the bait fish available in his area. You know, yeah, like which yeah. which is what you know you're you're doing as well. You yeah. the, the it's it's. It's function over aesthetics, you know, more than anything else. Like absolutely, you know, yeah. which is what it, what what I've come to learn over, you know, like over over the years is like is what makes a more productive fly to understand the 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 practicality of it and design a fly to be able to yep. cast it, you know, like um yeah uh, as a matter of of this of this conversation, you know, recently I'm not even going to talk about the fly on top it is, but I saw a fly that was a, a very good representation of um of, of a prey item for a particular species that um that i thought was a really clever tie you know but i had a friend of mine who's a really good i think he, i consider him a good angler go look at this thing and i've gone yeah well good luck making that cast and then and then you know okay well i'm gonna say this is a, this is a bivalve type of a fly and i'm like how are you gonna fish that you're gonna bounce <laughs> that bounce that bivalve across the bottom are you? and like yeah, like, yeah. yeah but I, I really reckon it'll work i'm like well Good luck that like it's it's like a shell it's going to twist you i mean it's it, it's a great example of, of overlooking functionality you know like and, and yes. um and and the advantages of a fly where particularly when you're coming from a, a lure background it's a trap for it's a trap for new players for sure you know yeah yeah absolutely i mean that's one thing that i've really paid into as much consideration as possible through what i need to try and achieve you know i need i need a i need a fly that i can cast quickly and accurately at a long distance um, it needs to not foul. I need to know that it's going to run clean every time. I need that, to know that it's going to have a huge presence in the water. It can't. It can't sink. It's got to be relatively neutral, buoyant, neutrally buoyant, um, which sort of goes against having an eight inch per second line. But you can combat that in certain situations well, as well. But can I ask why you need need that? In order to in in order to have it like relatively neutral. Yeah. Um. So. 
through the different scenarios and situations that pop up on this, uh, you know, with, with sort of chasing these cod through the, the, the being able to see them in live tech, as you let's say, let's say we're looking along and let's put it into flats term. We're, we're looking and I see one at 20 meters. I am, oh, there's one there sitting there, like two o'clock. You know, you can see him right cool. There it is in the screen, right? We'll get him up further. He might be sitting, we might be in, let's say, 10 meters of water and he's sitting at six, right? So you need to get your fly past him. Right, so it's going to drop down because you can't drop it on their head. They don't really appreciate that. You need to bring it back over them, and they will feed ninety-eight percent of the time in almost a vertical upright motion. They will track the fly underneath, and be it like that they jaws. Just, yeah, literally like like fucking jaws. Hey, like be it that they track it and they'll they'll ride it like a jockey the whole way back to the boat. Hey, like to, to your fucking leaders inside your rod tip and you and you go and if this thing grabs it, I'm just going to blow the part, blow the rod apart. Mm. Or they'll come up like a cruise missile out of nowhere and they're probably the ones that were going to eat anything that came past. Um, and you don't even, half the time you don't even see them. They just raise off the bottom and they just crash it straight into it. But when they are on it and they're riding it, because you watch them, they're so inquisitive, they'll come riding up underneath it and they'll sit on a 45 underneath it, right? And then as they tilt towards 90, that's when you puck your asshole up because it's just about to happen. Um, <laughs> but if one drops away and he loses interest, you need to be able to slow it down. You need to be able to stop it. But yep. this is where the this is where the conventional guys sort of have a lot of trouble with it because any of the hard bodies, be it a, a, a big plastic paddle tail or a glide bait or anything that you throw in that manner, what happens when you stop retrieving it? It drops oh. like a it drops like a stone head first. Generally speaking, right. it doesn't look natural. Right. And this has been a key part where I reckon you know this is where one of the pros of being able to see what's happening is i can react obviously much the same as how if it, if it permits on your fly and he's you know if he's showing not enough interest where you can try and suck him into it let's say queenie or whatever it may be hmm. um you can suck him back into it again hey you do that oh, i'm a wounded bait fish come and come and have a look at this but you need to be able to when you get off your, your strip you know you need to be able to have it sit natural in the water and they'll they'll come and sit like i'm talking like fucking sit their noses on it hey and you give it like the micro this is the yet again another massive attribute to fly is that the ability to sort of customize your retrieve you're not sort of um, constricted to just winding your rod because the vast majority of cod retrieves that are renowned are a dead slow wind mm. but i found it's completely opposite you know like it'd be all sorts of variations but when they're on it you can suck them in micro 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 movement micro movement and this is where the beast Milking the mouse, is that what yeah, you mean? mate, exactly it. Hey, the beast in its entirety through the, the, the level of neutral buoyancy that it has, well, you know, not a fast sink rate by comparison. You can sit there and you know that every time you're moving that, just it is just pulsing. Hey, it's alive. It's alive. And, you know, it's this huge profile because of the way in which the cod eat. Um, generally speaking, a single will get the job done, although there has been means and ways that um, they've sort of come around to get a slightly better hookup rate. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, like just just having that ability to know that when I stop the fly or I just figure evade it, you know, slow strip, that it's not plummeting. I know it's sitting level because I've watched it, you know, you swam it next to the boat before you put in the drink. And, yeah, just having that, that sort of freedom to do literally anything that you want inside that box. You're not just constrained to, okay, well, the only retrieve I've got is a flat wind, but I've got a flat wind at a certain pace because otherwise the paddle tail's not moving. Hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, very yeah. cool, man. But, um, yeah. What about? Um, I mean, I can remember you talking about uh, like the Yowie fiber bufers and removing the the um the 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 bucktail as yep. a natural material. Yep. Yep. Um, for the reason of, of getting them to sink faster, I thought. Yep. But yep. Yeah. A absolutely. And Whilst that, it still it still remains quite neutral, but it's far, like buck like bucktail will, will have a tendency to um, to float almost, right? Absolutely. Especially once yeah. you've you know you, you, you maybe I've got a real habit of especially with the synthetics. Maybe it's not maybe it's not the best practice, but like it's just like you're setting yourself up for a flats cast. Once you come off, if you if you had a bit of a cook up, you cast your line away, you pay it all back into the boat. I generally will clean the fly so i hold up clean all the water off it put it back in my hand and i know that the next time that the the any of the yaoi or synthetics yaoi in particular um just through its sort of sparseness i would watch it time and time again as soon as it hits the drink it begins to sink but only still very slowly by comparison mm. to say maybe i overdressed a beast or maybe i overdressed um there was a a couple of wiggle tail sort of variations i think when I, paul paul monahan sort of done a couple of extended body uh, wiggle tail uh, sort of things and through having nyat and bucktail reverse tied um or hollow and reverse and then stacked in through its first touch it wants to sit on the surface for a bit and then obviously the sink line takes into account and it starts to draw it down but with the synthetics specifically the yowie um its ability to uh have a, a lack of retention of water on your cast is fantastic it clears almost instantly and goes straight out to where you want its profile and presence especially when tied in the way that i've been doing it i've actually taken a a bit of a leaf from your book there ammo and 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 sort of been constructing my own brushes which have been um fantastic yeah 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 he's yeah he's pretty good to making brushes for sure oh um, mate and and the possibilities are endless. Hey, like you, you yeah. just get you get you get crafty and creative, and some of them look coming out looking like a bag of dicks. But you sort of you just go by the wayside and and um, and try again. You know, with your mm -hmm. color combinations or proportions for where you want the bulk of the let's say for the Buford sort of you know the head on it. Yeah, um, I, I think it. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool, mate, because like it, it's it's a local adaptation. You know, really. Yeah. Because yeah. because you when again like I'll refer people back to the podcast we did with Mark Burns from Urban Fly Co. Um, you know, one of the one of the, one of the one of the guys who was involved with the Buford quite early on, back you know like not not long after Brad Brad Bowen came up with the concept, and he'll tell you like that fly is designed to fish on a on a fast sink line, not yeah. an intermediate line, not a floating line. A lot yeah. of people used to think when. When I first brought them into the country, um, thought they were poppers, you know, like because the state they, they yeah. sort of spun deer hair on the head, not not yep. bucktail. Yep. I've I've seen recently people using um yeah like uh, body hair or belly hair and stuff on the front of Bufords. It's not how they're intended to be worked, but when you fish them on a like they're intended with the bucktail to 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 float, yes. you know. And the the idea of that for a muskie is um is is direction changes like the fly yes. line because you see them do figure eights at the boat. And yeah. then prompt and eat because the the fly changes direction. But when you when you're fishing a straight line, you've got this buoyant fly on a fast sink line that keeps on every pause goes up while the fly line's sinking down. And you strip and it just pulls the fly line straight down to where the fly line is. You yep. pause, it goes up and it just goes up and down and up and down. Yeah, you know, and that's um and that's the reason they work so well. Those things, you know. Yeah, um, and it's it's one of the key things I've found through through you know no, I'm not going to say developing because it sounds like I got a hold of myself, but you know through through developing this sort of the, the, this style of fly that I'm I'm tying at the moment or constructing, um, 
I get that same sort of effect, but uh, but on, on on sort of your horizontal plane, well, like and yeah, that's, it, and that's and should, that's awesome. Yeah, it should slow it down, like right. It should yeah, it should be able to make you like do like because what you want to do, recalling what you just said, like is you want the fly to hover and yep. hold still until you're ready to retrieve it, even though the line's sinking, yep. just to be able to get that that fish to come over and yeah, and, and attack it from underneath, like like jaws, like you said, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but and, yeah, and if you, my, yeah, no, you go, you go. No, you. I was just going to say that if it was too buoyant, like there's a chance it's not going to get down to be where you want it to be, Absolutely. or you're going to yep. have to pull it down so aggressively that it's going to, you know, the fish is going to smell a rat. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's pretty it. clever, Jimmy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got around to bringing this up because I hope it inspires people to go, huh, you know, and um, and and adapt to their own fishing scenario and and maybe come up with some. Another Aussie tied fly that everyone can ignore, but uh, that'd be great. <laughs> Absolutely. And look, I, I, I mean, for, for right or wrong, I've, I've had a tendency to, to be quite cagey about this sort of stuff. Um, you know, exactly what I'm using, but I'm going to be more proactive in, in sort of sharing what has been productive for me because in the long run, it just better serves everybody and and anybody who can get out there and and get themselves into these um, big empowerment creatures like it's it's going to be best and like i put so much time into and cast so many different versions of lines and rods and throughout all hours of the evening and morning and that this one in particular has had the best success rate across a variety of sizes and color combinations through presence in the water ease of casting and sort of fishability it's 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 jackknife sort of walk the dog style on a, on, a, on an even retrieve is just unreal like are they just they just suck fish in hey yep yeah i totally agree yeah they do have a nice style like that i totally agree it's um and they should you know like the way the drag works the arse should kick around yep. and and try to overtake the front every time particularly yep. even on a 747 it should do it even more so are you tying yep. them like a buford or a 747 um it's sort of a bit of a combination between i'm actually just pulling the one off the shelf here that that i got the big one in um so the first section actually I don't know if we've ever. I think we have spoken on this of this before, but like I've I've gone to tying quite a few of them now on shanks. So uh, that's well, maybe with the we should define what a seven four seven is before because you might be doing it, you know. Yeah. So a seven four seven was developed by a guy named Dave Scully. Um, he's a Canadian who used to own Urban Flight Co. Actually, before Mark Burns done it, ironically, but um, and um, uh, it was his version of uh, a bigger version of um of brad bowen's um fly yeah um so jeff's dropped out for a second there but um i'll bring him back in a second or he could probably come back on by himself who knows we'll see um uh we'll just go through this discussion first so yeah that's okay. um here he comes I'll, i don't know what's going on i i don't know what happened there like yeah volts you dropped out for a second then you started to come back on the call and then i try to make you come back on the call and then somehow i paused jimmy and then I muted Jimmy, and then I tried to unmute Jimmy, <laughs> then I dropped myself off the call, and I don't know what's going on, man. Technology, it's weird because we're, we're all sitting across from each other in B Studios at the moment. We could just start talking, but it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, we probably started to, like, bore people to death with the Buford thing, but uh, the 747, just really quickly, yeah, just uh, a shank up front. So the um, the spun part is on the shank, yeah. and the uh, and the hook hangs off the back of that, and it hooks like a deceiver. And it's a spun, whether it's Yowie or, or, or whatever, you know. So is that what you're doing? Yeah, I just, I just brought the 747 up for reference again. And, yeah, it is very much like that. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hey, big, I, big, chunky, huge. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a Buford. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's Brad Bowen's Brad Bowen's Buford, but Dave Scully's version with this with the shank up front, and it kicks big time. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a huge kick. Anyway, yeah. um, we should move on to um to more recent things, mate. I um I apologise. It's an easy thing to get into, um, but um. Why don't you tell us what what your new endeavor is? Like, we're, I think we're in it. I can't tell because now we've been kicked off. I can't see what time we've been doing it for. But we're at least fifty five minutes in, and I really think we should be talking about your um, new business venture, mate. Mate, look, I'll come straight out with it. Hey, Snowy Valley's fly fishing. It's 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 operational. It's up and running. Mm. Um, Jimmy Barwick, me uh, referring to myself in third person, has gone out. Can you and- do that? The rest of the, Jimmy. Jimmy likes what he's doing. Jimmy. Jimmy likes what he's doing. Jimmy's gone and started his own um, guiding <laughs> company. Uh, no, so uh, Jimmy yes. likes fishing. Jimmy loves fishing. Loves. Yeah. No. Um, Jimmy. Jimmy eat Buford. Jimmy eat well. Um, no. So um, yeah. Look, I've I've gone out and and uh, thrown my hat into the ring and and probably done something that I should have done quite a few years ago. Um, uh, have gone out and 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 given my own my own sort of spice on on the guiding operation that that sort of gets run through these areas yeah really really exciting like i've i've not ever had so much enthusiasm and sort of drive to to to, to get out and keep grinding um especially in these opening stages of it all um yeah yeah awesome um, man yeah. so why don't you tell us a bit about what's happened behind the scenes to get this thing going? I'm sure there's a bit more than face value here, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, so the initial the initial sort of the start behind it all, the name Snowy Valley's Fly Fishing, um, it has actually been registered before as a business, believe it or not. An old fella that lived in Tumut here um, didn't really do too much with it as far as I'm aware, and he passed away in 2020. And... Um, the name sort of resonated with me and I, I went through and checked the ASICs listing and everything else and it was all available, but there was, you know, a, a sort of a, a bit of a Facebook page that was still, you know, uh, up but nothing active. And I ended up chasing down the family members uh, who still remained and, and asked for their blessing if I was okay to take it over. I mean, uh, oh, that's, legally. That's awesome, but, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, legally, I guess I probably could have, but if they had have said no, then I suppose I would have looked at uh, another direction. But no, I did. So did. you were legally, you legally could have not given a shit. Well, but I chose mean, to be a human being. And I, th- I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand too much about that whole business side of things. But as far as I'm aware, if the name is available as as to be registered uh, via ASICs, I think this is how people end up getting done over and get held to ransom. But mm. the d- the domain was there, you know, Snow Valley's uh, FlyFishing.com.au that was available. Um, the business listing, uh, all the socials. Uh, so I thought, you know, what this is, this is going to be me. And yeah, I put my best foot forward with the family and they were very receptive of it which is great so um yeah kicking kicking off my take on on what the old boy sort of no i can't really say that he didn't really i suppose he just left the name behind um which i picked up but no i i I think it's very encompassing considering that we live in the snowy valleys region um, which pretty much stems from here over to can coban over on the swampy plains river yes yeah the swampy the famed swampy um and yeah so gonna be gonna be setting up here um we just got uh a brand new nrs raft uh 12.3 foot raft um so i'm sure people are sort of familiar with the drift boats that have been getting around um 
this is their their sort of fishing specific one it's got quite a lower profile it's got a nice flat inflated floor much like uh your stand-up paddle board you know it sort of holds eight psi pressure if that has any relevance to you so it's quite a firm platform to stand on it's got some some really nice um bull horns you call them like the frame um sort of supports up the front that you can stand up in and secure yourself so let's say that we're uh, we're fishing the banks hard and i need to be rowing fast and we're in heavy water you can lock yourself in up the front there and know that you're not going to come out of the boat whereas the old ones that we used to row had a more of a lean bar as opposed to these bull horns which are you know a bit more secure and look when you're walking the boat from left to right while holding pace in the current um you can sometimes get a little bit skew if and come out imagine it's like Voltsy stuck the electric on uh, like 90 degrees to wherever the boat's facing and then he hits rabbit on you uh -huh. That's exactly what I don't have to imagine anything. I've I've been you, in that you've experienced that. Yeah, send you clean yeah. out of the fucking boat. Um, yeah. So these 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 new ones have, have um, yeah they've they've been really thoughtful in that. Um, and they're they're, they're beautiful to row. Uh, the little the littler one that I've got has got more. I suppose you could say dead rise for better, lack of a better term, but it's got more kick in the nose and tail. So it's yeah. quite a bit more efficient to row in moving water and with heavier loads. Um, it, it definitely supports a lot more boat sits up and out of the water. Obviously, the more weight that I've got in the back, the less steerage that I've got because it buries the tail down and then they have less water passing under and that's, you know, it's its own issue in itself. But, yeah, Snowy Valley's fly fishing. Yep, we're going to get out here and we're going to give it a go. It's going to do drifting on the Tumut and Swampy Plains. Going to really put some time into developing uh, drifting for Murray Cod because that is just so much fun. Tell us about that, mate. Like, is you know, if we've, a lot of the time we're talking about snag bashing for cod. Yeah. You know, yep. It, this would be, you know, allow repeated, you know, presentations to the same snag, slightly different angles. That's what. Absolutely, yeah. So it, again, yeah. depends on what sort of water you, you're fishing in. Um, if you're in faster flowing water, and depending on how long I've been pumping the brakes for, you know, you might get a couple of shots at the snag. And then if it's in slower moving water, you know, I might be able to sit on it for an hour if we wanted to, you know, for example, depending on how much is there. But yeah, it's effectively, um, you know, you get out there from the, the crack of dawn, but you really want to see that surface bite and they're much more receptive to coming and eating off the top. And yeah, you are whacking the banks, um, chucking big chunky poppers, or if you're not getting anything on surface and you can chuck some uh, streamers of, of varieties, generally speaking, uh, the more uh, snag resistance, the better, because you need to get it into the junk. You need to get it as far back into that shit as you possibly can. Yeah. And um, if you keep on getting hung up, then not only will your fellow angler get a bit shitty with you, but the oarsman will um start wearing a bit thin but that's okay that's what it's all about i'd sooner i'd sooner prefer you get snagged and hung up um than not get it anywhere close enough because you definitely won't catch a fish sure. um, um yeah outside well, of the prime zones what sort of other fish are in those um and as murray cod drifts you have trout cod do you have um golden perch carp yeah yeah absolutely so the on the local river that we've got here um 
further sections downstream towards Wagga are renowned for the trout cod and, and they sort of get models up to up to your sort of 75, 80 centimetre mark, which by comparison apparently is sort of in that 110 to 120 category of a Murray. Like they don't get anywhere near as big, but they fight like demons. I've only caught little fellas. Um, mm. And, yeah, they, they pull, a, pull a muzzer out of its skin. Um, so that's the local river here, the Murrumbidgee. You've got the Murray which is a little bit of a particular one. It gets a little bit confusing. So the Swampy Plains River, or the Swampy Plains, it comes out of Cancoban Pondage, and that's a trout drift uh, for three quarters pretty much until the Murray River proper itself, which is sort of referred to as the Indi. It's it's, it's a sort of a weird sort of um, uh, concoction of names. And from that junction or the confluence there, you turn into a crossover of Codwater. So hypothetically, uh, let's say, lads, we're going to go, we're going to kick off in the morning and we're, we're going to go on chuck streamers or chuck dryers or nymphs and we're going to fish our day down with the fives and, and have fun. And we hit spot X and out of the rod tubes that are in this raft, which is beautifully made by NRS, um, we pull out the eights and nines and all of a sudden we start waxing the banks with um, with the big chunky stuff as, as the sun's going down to try and get us a cod uh, at the end of the drift. Mm. The, there is healthy, healthy stocks of yellow uh, uh, yellow belly over this side of the watershed. Um, not 100% sure that they are that prevalent over in the Murray. Um, the Murray copped a fair hammering on the back end of the big fires. They had a lot of that, um, a lot of the sort of black water and the ash runoff that sort of, uh, sort of killed a lot of fish. Um, but through the resilience of cod and yellowbelly, they're coming back quite strong. So this season is going to prove to be quite a good one over there, I think. I'm very much looking forward to spending as much time as I possibly can out there chasing them. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. That sounds all time, Jimmy. All time. All time. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty sick. Sorry. That's how, did I say something wrong? No, not at all. I didn't think I was so. Just having, I was having a sip. I just realised that my my glass of stones has almost run out. God, it must be cold there if you've been drinking stones. Oh, mate, she's good for the soul, hey. <laughs> stones, big big block of ice and some water to top her off. Very sippable. You don't even drink green dogs down there. Green? What's a green dog? Like uh, you feel you you skull half a toilet and you feel the other half a stone stone oh. in your ale and and then make beer and drink and grit and um you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, I do now because off, off the thing was off the back of the label one day when I actually paid attention to it. They said you can, you know, it's an additive to your beer, and we're like, oh, we'll give this a try. I think we, you know, take the neck out of Great Northern, stuck some in, absolutely delicious. Really, I, I thought it was pretty bloody rugged, you know. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, I am Tasmanian though. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. hot. It'd be hot going down, it's hot coming up as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. No, but um, but yeah, back on the back on the uh, on the on the on the sort of new venture side of things, you know, mm -hmm. like one of the one of the key things, which hopefully I'm really excited to get to show you guys one day, is the is the river that we have on offer over here, the Tumut. So it is an extremely diverse river in the sense that like you can you can take anglers from all of all ability levels, be it like literally like my partner who'd never touched a fly rod before, let alone a fishing rod in a life, never caught a fish. Um, 
you can take the absolute beginners out and have a, have a red letter day um getting the fundamentals down in you know you sort of your water loading cast your pick up put downs um striking mending all the sort of bits and pieces that you sort of entail with that sort of section of fly fishing um through the river access that's available i should say lack thereof that's in this area the the drift boat really enables you to take advantage of all of the best features on the river um some of my some of my like most fun and enjoyable times are uh, like polaroiding really good fish off the banks so we can go down we can fish our way down to a particular bank and i know where uh, quite a few decent fish will set themselves up and you can pull up downstream and, and fish back up to them um that's really cool um as you start to progress up your ability levels and, and as the seasonal variations come, the grasshopper fishing, like the, you know, the famed hoppers. Um, yep. New I, I willow feel, trees. Yeah. 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 New willow trees sitting behind, sipping hoppers behind the back of willow trees. <laughs> 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 that um, well, mate. <laughs> yeah. They definitely do that. Um, yeah. yeah uh, the, uh, oh God, I lost me now. Um, yeah, that that is that's a really sort of labour intensive style of fishing, but it can be super rewarding. Um, I stuck a stuck a, a, a post up on the socials today on the on the Snowy Valley's fly fishing account, and um, you see it's probably one of the one of the better conditioned browns that we'd um, have we got out of the uh, out of the river on a, on a hopper, and just the way in which that process goes, you know, you, you make a cast, and ideally it's with a reach mend upstream, and you're continually mending it to keep it in the seam line, like, and I'm talking on the edge of the bank. The more time that you're in that zone, the more chance you've got of it getting eaten, be it from a surface eat or maybe you're going to stick a little dropper underneath it, a small nymph. Um, and when they come up on it, the brownies inherently, they're, they're quite a slow take and sometimes you won't even see them. You know, it just disappears into this vortex. Maybe I could say like like a tilapia sucking down a, a pellet or something like that ammo i'm trying to trying to feel something slurping you see those big the big mullet how they like man to toga as uh oh, they come to realize are so similar like, yeah, uh, there's, i can remember a time we, we were right fishing was a, a lake primarily um they would do this in the rivers every day of the week but my first exposure to it was um after the drought broke in in the 2000s and like we started getting all that rain there was toga up in the grass and like oh. you know i i like back at that time, I had no idea with it. I was trying to make that's probably a, a world of hopper flies that uh, that would have been available to me if I just paid attention to what trout fishermen do. But I can remember trying to make grasshoppers because I used to watch them hunting <laughs> through the long grass that had only been flooded for a day or two, just 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 gorging on green grasshoppers that were yeah, stranded right. on like um, strands of grass that were sitting out in the middle. You know, mm -hmm. it was awesome, man. It was uh, it was pretty cool. So, and I've watched them um, sip it like like what i would imagine like a trout they just come up and they just sit up underneath it and they just just suck it in like the yeah the, the a hole in the water forms underneath the grasshopper before it even knows what's going on yeah 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 just, awesome. just, just disappears yeah so that, yeah. that for me is something that is a lot of fun like the, the the visual aspect and the technicalities of it and it's just really it's a really exciting visual way of fishing um and one of my clients he's a, an 81 year old gentleman a cattle farmer from on the murray river and um we sort of got him proficient like at the end of last season with what to do and we did a refresher on it the other day and he got an eat pretty quickly not on a hopper pattern on a, on a, on a different sort of style parachute fly and so we stuck with it and um a really nice fish came to hand maybe sort of half an hour later of him being persistent and working with it and and now he's just 
he called up today and he wants to chuck another couple of days in next week and we're going to go out and do the same thing so um yeah that's the sort of it has that appeal to it the the visual side and a lot of what we do on the river here and i guess it's through getting people onto fishes you fish the most productive method and means and um but yeah if, you, if you're willing to sort of forego a few numbers on the on the chalkboard you can definitely turn your experience up a bit by by yeah going to the dry fly for sure yep mm. yeah man that sounds it sounds pretty interesting it sounds really cool actually uh i could definitely um you know i, I can definitely see the appeal to it um it's something i definitely like i think i'd like to try that one day i really do it it, it definitely you, you're selling the idea really well it's, you're gonna have to you guys are gonna have to come down I, I i think i've been saying it for a fair while now but no the invitations there i'd love to love to have you down and we can we can make it a, a multi-species event as well across multi-disciplines um yeah i reckon it'd be a really good time it's actually one of the things that i'm looking at sort of offering for uh, anglers who are feeling a bit more adventurous is to sort of put in that overnight option Fultz oh, is left again. Fultz is gone again. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to talk to us. He doesn't want to. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this quickly, uh, yeah. um, and then we better because if we drop out again, we're going to have to be. Um, yeah, we have to try this. But um, so, is there an option for you to be able to offer clients both cod and trout? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. There's going to be there's going to be some exciting sort of prospects on the horizon, but um, but yeah, like. They've got the trout on, on this side of the watershed where we are here on the western side. There's a very defined line between trout and cod cod are down the river further in the Murrumbidgee, but it's sort of access is nearly impossible. The cod here are directly up above. The water that feeds the river is where the trophies are. You go across to the other side where Cancoban is in the Swampy Plains River, and you literally will drift for trout for three quarters of the day, and then you turn into cod for the, for the latter part. From there... You're at the, not the headwaters, but the top of the Murray River. Yep. And you have from there all the way down to Lake Hume um, to fish for cod. And when the conditions are right, it can be fantastic fishing down there. And especially after uh, the sort of the fires and everything's on its on its way back, the fishing's sort of really poised to be productive this year. Yeah, it's going to be a good yeah. season, I think. Um, oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Um, well, look, Jimmy, I'm going to have to say to you, thank you for making the time, mate. We're going to have to put a ribbon on this, I think. No, um, no, no. Yep. I think it's, uh, I mean, it's been a very wild and detailed show. So much to talk about with the cod. I hope we didn't hijack it for you, mate. But no. I, I think that uh, I think that your, your new bench, business venture is going to be a, a hit, dude. Like it's. Um, thank you. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, um, I think uh, I think you might be able to convince this um, saltwater obsessed dude to come down and give Trout a go with what, the, what, you're, what you're doing, actually. It um, is it is fun. Hey, don't don't believe the hype. No, no, it's take it for what <laughs> it is. It's 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 fun. It's exciting. Um, it's technical. Yeah, there's probably yep. probably several different layers of of sort of uh, fishing in that sense. That I mean, for you as a very accomplished angler, might, might not have touched on, and, and and I reckon you'll really enjoy it. Oh, right? for sure. Uh, There'll it'll be things that are so new to me for sure. I, I, that's why yep. I, I'm looking forward to it. Just now, yeah, before we hang up, mate, um, where can people find your website and your socials? Yeah, so the socials, Instagram is at Snowy Valleys Fly Fishing, um, and the website is freshly launched, and that is all the W's dot Snowy Valleys Fly Fishing dot com dot AU. Uh, awesome. there's, al there's also the Facebook page up there as well for those who are that way inclined, but yeah, no, keep your eyes out on, on, on Insta, 
Um, and on the website, there's going to be a couple of exciting new products launched soon. Um, and yeah, sort of stay touched. Yeah, it's going to be right. it's going to be cool. Jimmy Barwick, thank you for your time. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back to the Fast Sync Line, the outro from the Jimmy Barnes, Jimmy Barwick, sorry, Jimmy Barwick, <laughs> Jimmy Barwick. The, the outro straight from Kaysan. <laughs> Man, Jimmy's, Jimmy's energy and uh, and passion for fishing is so damn infectious, hey, it's so good. Oh yeah, it'd be yeah, cool yeah. to spend the day on the boat with, I reckon, it'd be, um, it, the day would not feel lethargic at all, it, yeah, it'd be, it'd and that's what you look for in a guide, in I suppose. And you want to catch fish, but you want to enjoy yourself because with fishing, like you know, anything can happen. Really, you could have a diamond day, or you know, things could just not not go well. Um, um, and that's fishing, you know. So, but it sounds like they got a pretty consistent fishery there, anyway. You know, really. But uh, my point was more along the lines of he'd be an entertaining dude to hang out with, even if you weren't fishing. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a lot of fun. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder how long you know you could listen to Sinead O'Connor for with someone like Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long it take before it's just got too much. You're like, come on, man, we got to turn this shit off. Are you going to get through a few albums, eh? <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that, but yeah, I'd love to fish with Jimmy. I wouldn't like to listen to Sinead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just yeah. saying that, like, you know, Sinead O'Connor's pretty depressing to listen to, but Jimmy's pretty upbeat. I just wonder how long Jimmy's personality would cancel out the um, I want to kill oh, myself my. from Sinead O'Connor, you know? Oh, man. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, man, that's a hell of a fishery he's got down there. And a lot of variety, too, by the sounds of things. Um, bit disappointed with the lack of carp. I'm joking, Jimmy. It sounds awesome. But, Put something uh, in there, Jimmy. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Did you see? Did you see recently, like um, that Crystal Lakes? I think it is on the Goldie. Like that. That's that people catch starting to catch carp in it. Like it's right. It's right close to the coast. Like it's 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 not far from salt water. You could go and fish offshore in the morning, come in, fish fish canals during the day, and then go fish for carp in the afternoon, and not be much more than a few k's from each other. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Clear Island waters. That's just that's on it. The, um, you know, just yeah. That's on the east of the the M1 down there, mate. So. Yeah. yeah, so someone would have put them in there, right? I guess, you know. Like, who's, like, you'd think someone would have seen, like, this midnight stocking brigade with, with carp at one stage, right? But someone must have, 
that could have been the broodstock that they put in there, like for lack of a better term, of course, you know. That was a, that was a pretty big fish. Either it's grown up in there and been there for a while or someone puts that one in there. Who knows, mate, how it got there, but I know they're in a few of the streams on the Gold Coast. Um, so, you know, there are a few of the east, easterly pointing ones. Um, so, yeah, it could have could have happened during a flood event. I guess the headwaters of that, that particular stream is not far from, you know, the headwaters of uh, Canungra Creek or something like that. So, yeah. You reckon? You reckon that's it? Could have it could have made it in like that? I don't. Uh, who knows, man? I I really don't know how they spread. I can't imagine somebody deliberately doing it. Some people say the larvae get spread on birds. You know, either as well. You know. Well, well, we know one thing's for sure that they didn't get spread from birds all the way from Germany. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got people living here in this time frame that thought it was a good idea to whack them in there. And um and I and I just say to those people, why not the tumor? <laughs> I wonder where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> why not yeah. my local lake where all the bass have washed out after the floods? Like, come on, give us a crack. Yeah. It couldn't couldn't hurt to clean up all that weed too. True that. True mm -hmm. that, yeah. Pretty mm -hmm. clean dams the ones that the carp live in, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, they, they can be. Um, there's, there's a fair bit of debate. I, I don't want this to morph like to morph into a... Let's not let it morph, but say what you're going to yeah. say. Well, well, some people say carp are the symptom. Some people say, you know, they're the disease. But, you know, um, in terms of, you know, they're, they're saying... Some, some people claim that carp are re absolutely responsible for the turbid nature of some of, you know, the Murray Darling. That's true. I, I really sound silly by saying that, but... Uh, I don't have a lot of exposure to carp, but there's one lake that you, that, you know, you, that lake that you fish as well. That's pretty clean, right? It's oh, a pretty absolutely. clean lake. And they, you know, they're chewing the fuck out of that bottom. You know, yeah, it, it looks like um, it, it looks really like a golf ball. Every, every edge just yeah. looks like golf ball dimples there from carp, like you know, sucking the sand. Yeah, it's here, day. Yeah. yeah, and it's um, and it's 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 oceanic clean. It's pretty damn clean. Yeah. Mm. Good. Yeah. 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 Oh, but, um, Carp saving the world one fish at a time. Jimmy's um, river meat to the rescue. <laughs> Wonder if you can see them on your forward forward facing uh, live uh, sailing. You, you absolutely can. I got I got friends like like I said. I've generally never been on a boat with one before, but I've got friends who fish them for for cod other than Jimmy, and they talk about that um you know um, carp carp sharp on the on those things like big time. You know. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it's great for those um those guys who like to dredge for carp, I guess. <laughs> oh well. Can be done, works, they, killing carp. They call those um those those schools social media builders. Okay. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Well. Just the um the like uh you know, they said that there's a lot of communication that goes on amongst the species there with those micro balloons that they have all over their body and stuff like that, you know? Ah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, so it's um so they're just uh, yeah it's it's probably a bad analogy really but you know what I mean they're all just talking and getting along. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy has got a has done. I mean, how's those stats for his meter plus cod? Well, I was a, I got interrupted, but I was going to say so how many under a meter because I know there's a fair whack of that too, you know. And I guess if someone said to me without hearing that, how many cod do you think Jimmy's caught? Based on his photos, I'd say, oh, he probably got a good six or seven, which would be a still good good tally. 
be you know? proud of that, wouldn't you? you what do you say, 24 or something over a metre? Was it something like that? I know it was 20-something, right? It was stunning. Stunning numbers. It it reminded me of... Um, remember we had a guy from the New England on early in the in the um, podcast, Adam Altman. Mm. You know, he was getting big numbers and, and doing similar, you know, fishing through the night during winter. And um, I was just amazed by the commitment and stamina of both of these guys. Phenomenal. Yeah. 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 It's pretty wild. I think there's a, like, you know... The argument that that um, that the sound is cheating, I don't know how well you could say that would apply for casting around a, a 15 inch fly on a 10 weight with a you know a fast sink like musky taper fly line of how much cheating that really is. You know, that sort of setup is enough to blow uh, a bloke's shoulder out. You know, really at the end of the day, you know, sure yeah, you know. So I mean, I guess arguably you'd say, well, then don't fish for him then, but. Mate, they're a, a, a meter twenty nine cod. I reckon those people, if they had the money to buy the um, the live scope themselves, would probably uh, not be whinging about it. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, so it's um, yeah. I think it's I think it's a, I think it's a silly argument. You know, without without going down a, a negative path in that respect, I just think that if you're going to use the the you know some technologies, embrace all of it. You know, yep. or, or don't use any of it. You know, like um, you know, go go make your fly line out of you know fish like cat guts and you know, <laughs> forge your own hooks from the mountain and get out there in your dugout canoe, um, with your animal skin that you hunted from the from the mountains while you're keeping cold warm or not, mm. and then tell me life scope's not not kosher. You know, true that. But but don't get out there in your in your side imager, or even even to have a sounder full stop. You know. While you're while you're looking at the barometer on your iPhone, you know while you're cruising around an electric electric motor, a lithium battery with your you know your fuel injected engine on your C deck floor, you know it's it just seems it just seems hypocritical, eh? Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of plenty of parallels there that sort of shoot that whole whole cheating argument down, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could use the flow chart. chart of, does it put a smile on people's face when they use it? Yes. Case closed. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, mate, um, you know, people could come back at us and say, well, then, you know, what's wrong with scenting flies then, I suppose? Um, it's a slippery slope. I don't have the answer for that. No one has the answer for that, mate. Pe- people decide what's right or wrong, but, you know, just be honest about what you're doing. You know, if you're using that you know sonar then say it if you, yeah if you're coming say it if you yeah guys say it no that's that's the real thing you're absolutely correct you know if 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 you're not doing those things and well you are doing those things but you say you're not then you know you're a lion sack of shit so yeah you're, <laughs> you're the one who has to live with that but anyway yeah no yeah. I, t- I totally agree that's that's where it comes that's where the, you know the rubber hits the road there vaults for sure um if you're doing it just include it in your description of how you know of what you post up yeah you know you're doing it own it look at remember steve peach when we talked about sending flies and how you know um yeah we got him on the show because he he felt which was totally incorrect that we were targeting him which couldn't have been further from the truth um and then we 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 brought it on as a discussion he brought he made his points and and he's happily to turn around and say i do it you know 
I don't I don't mind doing it. And I got a lot of respect for the dude for saying that stuff. It doesn't necessarily mean to say what I'm going to do. And I guess those people with the dance, this live image thing, don't do it then. You know, why why make why make whole pages about it? Like Jimmy's telling us off the air. Like there's whole social media pages about bagging people out about. You know, the way the, the technology they use it's crazy it's really weird i think in you know if you take a step back or two or three steps back you look at the bigger picture there's so many more important fights and, and you know that that we could use this energy on right you know i'm mm. talking environmental you know access to water even you know the murray darling for example you know they're having trouble with with big agriculture and you know stealing water out of those those places. You know, um, damming, um, all sorts of issues, environmental. Uh, that that you know that level of anger and passion could could and should be should be focused on to get a better outcome rather than you know it's not. You know we pick we pick on people for doing you know charming or 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 scenting or whatever. And you know, yeah, it does does suck on a micro level, but you know, ultimately taking two or three steps back, you know, we're fairly closely aligned with these people. If we banded together and said, you know, use that same level of you know animosity and angst against against real issues that we could all benefit from, mm. um, then you know, perhaps the world would be a better place. One hundred percent. Because if if yeah, if we got better conditions and 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 which would in turn lifts fish stocks you yep. wouldn't need to, you wouldn't need to scent and no one would give a shit if you were live, using live scope because there's enough fish for everyone yeah 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 and and when we draw these absolute you know and i say not just we but you know metaphorically speaking when people draw these these absolute rules up um they can they can in a way prevent uh innovation from happening you know like you know back in the day i'm sure the the rules of fly fishing were strictly dry fly upstream you know like you said using the silk lines or or whatever and and you know for trout and then it sort of morphed into other species and you know why is it only trout why isn't you know why why only fresh water why not salt water why you know why not flies made out of synthetics you know and blah 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 and here we are you know so yeah. If we if we had that complete fundament <clears throat> a fundamentalist you know almost in a religious zealot sort of way like it's man <laughs> yeah it just looks silly eh it does look silly yeah you're absolutely correct you know it's absolutely correct it's uh m most of those arguments are, are quite flawed in, in hypocrisy um and it just angers people to point that out really at the end of the day it's just not a hill i'm willing to die on but it is an interesting observation for sure. And yeah, look at Jimmy. He's got an arm full of big cods. You know, he's, he's, he's loving life, mate. He's out on the water. He's having a great time. Well, I, I would argue that, that Jimmy feels reluctant to show you those whole 20-plus cod that he put online because of the, because of the like, you know, the, like, just the idea of just stuff is I'll just keep, you know, I'll just enjoy it myself. Like, instead of sharing it and furthering the sport and showing other people, I would say I get the impression that these people that express overwhelming hate for people that, that do it that way would prevent him from um, furthering the sport somewhat, you know, really at the end of the day. Let's say someone doesn't have, um, you know, live image, for example, 
but they listen to Jimmy and they go, well, I don't have that, but I'm going to get out and give it a go in, in areas that, that I, I likely know, which, you know, once you've gone forward, like, I mean, what, like, you know, back in the day, we used to have five channels on TV. I'd hate to live like that now, but I thought it was great at the time, you know? And now that um, now that I've seen side image, you know, like I probably wouldn't like to go to barrow empowerments and just use the traditional cone. But I used to have a fat time doing that. You know, like I learned a lot of my skills back back from that when all I could do was look under the boat, you know, like when, when the fish are in, a, you know, like a foot or two of water, you know, really. Uh, and the only way you could do that is to surmise through observation that they would be there at that time, particularly when you're fly fishing. Now, if... If someone, if someone like Jimmy can take out the equation through learning through LiveScope that these flies work best because of this, this, and this, and then get on the vice and make them, and then was was confident enough that no one was going to ruin his day by telling him that's not not a legit capture or whatever, and then little Timmy down there, you know, doesn't learn that you know I can tie a skunk hair beast and probably go to likely areas because I'm working on my skills to not rely on sounders or what have what have you. You know, like you know, like these people aren't against Jimmy tying those sort of flies, but he's learnt to tie those flies from his observations of having that technology. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It, I get what you get what you're saying, man. You know, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying it's 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 like a comp that just does lucky door prizes. No one's learning anything. Yeah. You know, it's um, no, no one. There's no performance base. No one's sharing. No one's you know, like it's it's yeah, you know, it's um, it's not it's not attracting. Why would Jimmy go like Jimmy's as an example? Like he probably would, but like let's say that you know someone might not be attracted to being out there at you know like minus twelve degrees in winter slogging it out with a fifteen inch fly on a ten weight if they didn't have that technology. Nothing's learnt, you know. No one's attracted to the game. There's no prize. Tell me this: If you're a hunter, would you go out to the field, you know, where you're doing your hunt, and not open your eyes and look around? Would you stand there and spray? <laughs> what? You would. Do, do you want to edit that out and workshop that one? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know, man. Well, would you? Would you go out if if you were say a deer hunter? Would you go out in the forest and stand there and spray spray bullets around? Well, let me let me direct you to the uh, to the nineteen ninety two classic Blind Fury. Um, have you seen that movie? <laughs> 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 that man. Would have would have ate eaten like a king out in the wild with just that samurai sword and his cane. I'm telling you. Ninety-two <laughs> classic. Correct. That's funny. I'm actually going to check when that movie came out just to see how close I was because I got I kind of got no fucking idea. Oh, who were the actors in that? Richard. I want to say Michael Michael Douglas, but I I think it's just to do it look like him. Actually, it's, I know. No, oh, it's close. 1989. Yeah. <laughs> Blind Fury. Who was in it? Uh, okay, so it's it's Rutger Hauer. Um, oh, no, that's the actor. Oh, hang on. I don't know. If his name Nick Parker was the actor, the main dude. I don't know. It's not important, mate. The point The point is, right, that um, actually Nick Parker is the, uh, the actor's name, but it's Rutger Hauer. Is the uh, whore or whatever name is the um, is the actor? God, what a tangent! But the point is, you, you like it, that's what I thought at the time. A good analogy was spotlighting. You know, like it just reminds you of those you know those piggers or roost shooters. They've got the huge spotlight on the top of their um, four wheel drive. You know, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they're not they're not they're not shooting anything that's behind the beam. You know, they're only shooting it in the beam, and that sounder sounds like it is a beam that just you know highlights and lights up. 
um, that section of the water. I'd say, yeah, that, I'd say it's more sporting than that even because a lot of a lot of those animals just freeze in the spotlight. They go, what the fuck? And then they stare straight at it and get, next thing they know, they're getting a slug through the middle of their head, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a, that's that's probably something for our other podcast. But um, but in regards to the fishing, uh, it's it's well, I can actually as I'm saying this now, I knew Jimmy was referring to thermal imaging. I guess it might be a little bit closer to that, I suppose, because you know they don't see the light. You know, whereas the animals with the spotlight, they see the light. Whereas you don't see the the animal doesn't see the thermal imaging hit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, still it's either way, it's technology. A light thermal image, a sounder. It, it's not something that grows on trees. It's it's man-made innovation, and you're yeah. using it to kill an animal or hunt an animal. In Jimmy's case, put it back. Yeah. And so is the fly rod. So is the fly line. So is the boat. And so is the engine. And so is the clothes he's wearing. So is his iPhone. It, it, f- fade out of podcasts as I keep listing everything that's man-made that he's using to hunt. So where do where do we draw the line? Yeah. You know. What do you say we leave that conundrum to the uh, to the listener? Yeah, I think and, it's a good idea, man. They can make up their own mind, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, folks, make sure you go check out Blind Fury. Great movie. If you haven't already seen it. It's actually <laughs> a really good movie, eh? <laughs> um, we haven't mentioned so far jimmy's social media page you spoke about um, well let me stop you there volts while you went on a little piss holiday right um i asked him to shout out his socials and his website which he did okay cool all right yeah good so mate all good i've done i've done my job there all right sweet yeah sbff yeah what are you watching on tv at the moment mate? you got time to watch tv at all no man i'm about to pack the bags and i'm off to uh off to Sydney in the morning, eh? Hey, Sparrows fight. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, all right. Luckily enough that uh, the pilot flying that plane will have live radar. And um, <laughs> he's he's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> How dare he cheat to land the plane? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> God damn, man. And I'm not yeah. sure you're truly going there if he's using radar, mate. Nah, it doesn't count, eh? It doesn't count. <laughs> no. <laughs> State of mind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly mate exactly yeah. all right all right man i'm off I'm, I'm starting to watch that show on amazon the boys i'm nearly finished it it's actually a really really good show and i remember radloff telling us how good it was youngs ago i'm like whatever dude but it's um it's really good i was good. listening about when he talk, talked about that i just tuned out when he said he was watching boys but you know <laughs> the boys right on amazon okay yeah no nah. Look, when I've got a spare hour, I'll check it out. But unlikely, man. Yeah, yeah. with all the travel you do, man, the plane rides. I don't know. What do you What do you do on the plane? What do you check stocks and bonds or something? Do you? Uh no, just spreadsheeting and you know. You're working on the plane, are you? Yeah, generally, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Eh? Uh, well, wonderful, man. Like I, I admire your work ethic. You gotta do what you gotta it's, do. It's man. tenacious. I admire yours. You know, I haven't built a dealer portal for. You know, dear bum, that's that's fucking cool, man. You know, <laughs> it is, man. It's so cool. I, I thoroughly love it. There's nothing I'd rather be doing. Yeah, probably probably rather be fishing and talking about it. But yeah. I'd rather be doing a zillion things, mate, than doing that. To be honest with you, but um, but that's um, that's life, mate. We've got to work. Yeah. All right, mate. Right, mate. Speaking of work, better keep going. I've got things to do on the portal before it um, before I go to sleep. 
See you in a fortnight, pal. Alright, mate, no worries. Uh, talk to you soon, eh? <laughs> See you, Tiger. Listen, my